Welcome to Patriot Talk. I'm your host, Michael Ryan. Today is our first episode, and hopefully the show will go on for much longer. So welcome everyone to Patriot Talk. Now, what is Patriot Talk about, you may ask? Well, Patriot Talk is a show about politics, news, and culture told from a nationalist perspective. And I myself am a proud American nationalist. Now, today's episode will be about the 2020 Oscars, which happened last night. Now, like any other Hollywood event, this was a very political event. It was in a time for millionaire actors to come up on stage and lecture America on why we should accept their political opinions and on why we're such bad people. So, let's get into the, with a lack of better words, bullshit that Hollywood had to tell us tonight. First is Brad Pitt who commented that he had only 45 seconds this year, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton. The same John Bolton who sold the American nation out and who got many, many American men and women killed over foreign interests. The same John Bolton who wanted to get us involved in even more wars in the Middle East for business interests and, of course, for certain nations who would have it in their interest to continue wars in the Middle East. The same John Bolton who was disgraced when Trump finally fired him for his utter lack of patriotism and devotion to America. Now, John Bolton decided he was going to get back at Trump, that he was going to testify in front of the Senate. Only thing was, a partisan Senate voted that they wouldn't have witnesses. And even if John Bolton had testified, let's be honest, would that really have mattered? In the Senate, with an obvious partisan vote, with Republican senators voting not to impeach a Republican president, and with Democratic senators voting to impeach a Democratic president, nothing really mattered. Nothing would have changed anyone's minds. And it would have kept on this long process of impeachment which would have continued to cost American taxpayer dollars a lot of money. Afterwards, he exclaimed interest in Quentin Tarantino making a movie about the Senate hearings. I wouldn't be against a movie on the Senate hearings, but by God, I wouldn't want it to come from Hollywood, because we all know whose side they'd be on. Our next liberal lecturer, is Julia Rickert, who directed a documentary called American Factory that coincidentally was funded by Barack and Michelle Obama, the former president and first lady of this nation. Their film told the story of a Chinese millionaire who bought an American factory and started running it. But not everything was as it seemed, and American workers suffered from this. And this was a film that I actually can say I support. I think that American workers have lost much of their ability to sustain themselves, to live decent Christian moral lives with their families, due to a long record 
of corporations selling them out to foreign interests so that they could fill their own banks. And so I have nothing against what this film was saying. I support it 1000%. I think many nationalists do as well. But what she said interested me. She said, and I quote, working people have it harder and harder these days. I agree. And we believe that things will get better when workers of the world unite. Workers of the world unite. Where have we seen this saying before? Ah, yes, the communists. Their phrase to signify that they wanted workers around the world to overthrow the bourgeoisie and seize the means of production in a worldwide revolution. Of course, that never happened because communism is a terrible ideology, and the Soviet Union collapsed along with just about every other communization except for Cuba and North Korea. But still, we have a fairly wealthy Hollywood director come up here and say, Workers of the World Unite. So, Miss Richard, let me ask you something. Who do you think Karl Marx would consider bourgeoisie? I'll give you a hint. It would be you and the rest of the people in Hollywood. Of course, I'm not surprised that Miss Richard came on stage and blurted out a communist phrase. Hollywood has a long history with communism. Hollywood has been the forefront of communist propaganda in America. Its films have gone out of their way to try to destabilize the nation by attacking our roots and tradition. One man realized this. His name is Joe McCarthy. And while today's historians would like to write him off as an idiot, say that he was crazy, the truth is Joe McCarthy knew exactly what was happening in Hollywood. In some cases, directors, writers, were being directly trained by the Soviet Union. See, when certain Austrian dictator took over Germany, many communists fled. While they were rejected as undesirables in nations like the United Kingdom, they arrived in America and started working there. What we saw was a mass immigration of communists to America who began the support for the Communist Party of America and ultimately started to subvert America. This is what Joe McCarthy realized, but sadly, he was never able to go through with it due to the propaganda of certain politicians working with these communist Hollywood writers, directors, and actors to try to defame McCarthy. But what we know now is that McCarthy was right. McCarthy didn't do enough. What we need is a new McCarthy, but sadly we don't have one. And so we have to deal with people like this who are trying to destabilize America, subvert American culture, subvert our Christian values, and push in their faulty and terrible politics. Now we have Taki Watiti, and I know I'm not saying that right, and I don't really care, who made Jojo Rabbit, which, earnestly, I think was a funny movie, and 
for the most part, I have nothing against the guy. I think he's a great comedian. He's a great director. I see that he's going to be in Free Man, or Free Guy, my apologies, a new movie with Ryan, hmm, what's his name? You know, I forgot his name, but first name Ryan. So, but Taki said that he dedicated his award to indigenous children all around the world, that they are the original storytellers, and we make it here as well. And while introducing Governor's Award to winners Gina Davis and Wes Studi, Watiki acknowledged that Hollywood was built on indigenous land. I wonder, why did indigenous people lose that land, though? We bought land from them. Sure, we fought land. Fought over land. For their land. But that's still legal conquest. Don't think that Americans didn't die. That thousands, millions even, didn't go through hardships. Didn't have to watch Sons, daughters, wives, husbands, grandparents die every day. Because the truth is, they did. It wasn't easy building this nation. We didn't simply step over the bodies of Native Americans. We were pioneers, explorers, who founded a great nation and built it. There's nothing about this nation that was conquered. It was taken. By good men and women, strong men, men who embodied Western culture and civilization, and who built a great nation known as the United States of America. Next was Joaquin Phoenix, who used his time on the Oscar stage to think the voiceless. I've been thinking a lot about some of these distressing issues that we are facing collectively. And I think sometimes we feel, or are made to feel, that we champion different causes. But for me, I see commonality, Phoenix said. I think whether we're talking about gender inequality, or racism, or queer rights, or indigenous rights, or animal rights, we're talking about the fight against injustice. We're talking about the fight against the belief that one people, one race, one gender, one species, has the right to dominate, control, use, and exploit another with impunity. And he who is a vegan also said, we feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow and then steal her baby, even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. Certainly a very powerful moment for Phoenix who probably had one of the most politicized speeches this year. I respect Phoenix. He's gone through a lot of terrible things in his life. And he did phenomenally in Joker, a film that was set up to fail by Hollywood elites who felt that it didn't speak their political views to them. But Mr. Phoenix, with all due respect, gender, queer rights, Animal rights. Now, I myself am a lover of animals. I have a dog, but I love it very much. And I'm very much against the abuse of animals. But humans have been eating meat for centuries. 
of course, the way we've done it have changed. And maybe not changed for the better. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be able to eat meat. Even these indigenous people that you talk of have also eaten meat for centuries. We had a respect to it, and so did they. They still ate the meat because they needed the meat, because there's certain nutrients in meat that we need. No wonder that Joaquin is able to be a vegan in a time of such luxuries, in a time of such development now. But the truth is, people weren't vegans centuries ago because they had to survive. They had to be strong. And I'm not saying that Phoenix is not a survivor, that he's not strong, because he is. The things that this man has had to go through in his life, I could never imagine myself going to personally. Now, on the topic of queer rights, I am a devout Catholic. So, I believe with all certainty that marriage is between a man and a woman. And I think that this country has believed that for a long time. Presidential candidates have openly said that. I think that's a principle we should stand by. I don't think that we should twist our definitions of a relationship because it's someone's fetish. Because popular media has said it's okay. You see, queer rights didn't really become a problem until Hollywood said it was a problem. And coincidentally, Hollywood took the time to wait until gay rights were legalized before they really got open about it. Not to say that they weren't open about it before in certain ways. Not to say that they put they didn't put little hints of it in their movies. Because Hollywood, like I said earlier, is a communist institution devoted to destroying American tradition and identity. And so, of course, they have no care for the Christian values of this nation. They only care about their so-called equality. And they only care about subverting traditional Christian and Western values in the United States of America. Next was Steve Martin, who said, A couple of years ago, there was a disaster here at the Oscars where they accidentally wrote the wrong name. And it's nobody's fault, but they have guaranteed that this will not happen this year because the Academy has switched to the new Iowa caucus act. This is a bit of a joke about the recent controversy in Iowa over their failure to select a presidential nomination for the Democratic Party, at least in the state. And what it came down to was Bernie winning the popular vote. However, the Democrats arranged a new delicate vote in which Buttigieg won. So, how funny is it that the Democrats cried popular vote when Hillary lost? But in their own voting caucus, they didn't even trust the people in their popular vote to elect who is obviously one of the most popular, if not the popular candidate for the Democratic Party right now, Bernie Sanders. And I think that was a good little joke, honestly. 
I'm not really iffy about that one. I think that Steve Morton put it very clearly. That was a bit funny. Once in my life, I have to say, I'm okay with Hollywood getting political on that one. Next was Matthew A. Cherry. Who, while accepting an Academy Award for Hair Love, tried a crown, which is an acronym for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. A law which was passed in California that ensures protection against discrimination based on hairstyles by extending statutory protection to hair texture and protective styles in the Fair Employment and Housing Act and state education codes. And it was a bit of a speech about no more black hair. Okay. I don't really have a thing about that. But of course, they had to make it political, right? Because everything has to be political. And they wanted to play the identity politics game. They wanted to play the same game that they accused certain distant right figures of playing. So, I don't really care, honestly, about this liberal, wealthy actor's BS. The fact that instead of presenting an argument about it or sitting down for discussion on it, he had his yeah a law. And why don't you sit down for a discussion about it, Mr. Cherry? I wonder. I wonder why you have to distill yourself as some sort of social justice warrior when accepting this nomination. This nomination that only the richest and most elite in America will accept. And that's it. Those were the political moments from the Oscars. And of course, not everyone was happy about it, especially about Brad Pitt's politically motivated comments. One Twitter user wrote, tried to watch the Oscars, was happy for Brad Pitt, and then he went political two seconds into his acceptance speech. Another user wrote, I was so happy for Brad Pitt. Then he had to comment about John Bolton not testifying in the Senate. Why do these actors think we care about their political opinions? And another, I was so happy for Brad Pitt. And then he got political and ruined the entire deal. And there's no surprise about that. Regular, decent, hard-working Americans are tired of millionaire, bourgeoisie, Hollywood actors coincidentally trying to advocate for social justice. They're tired of these actors shoving down these ultra-egalitarian ideas down their throats without them asking for it. They're tired of being lectured why they're bad people. They're tired of being lectured about why they're evil people. And they're tired of having to have these globalist, ultra-leftist commies come up to the stage and represent them in entertainment. And I can't blame them there. And I must say, I am really just ashamed that I have to be in a nation with these people. I'm ashamed and I'm especially upset that one day my vote is going to be worth as much as theirs. Because it's more than obvious that they don't care.
about America that they don't care about the American people, about preserving our Christians' values, about preserving our traditions. They care about some wishy-washy, urban, liberal ideology that does not put American interests first and does not care about the majority of American workers, does not care about the decency of American citizens. And so funny was it that he mentioned what's happening to American workers with their little documentary that I support. But these people don't really care about them because what do they do? They have all their products, they have all their merchandise built, put together by countries like China, like Bangladesh, like India, which of course have legions of cheap labor, but at what cost? Well, disenfranchising the American worker, that's what. And that's just about the end of our show. There's a bit of a short show today. I know that, but this is my first episode after all. Still have to get used to this. But that was really the main event for today. That was a big event. Everyone's been talking about it. I think everyone should talk about it. I think we need to understand what's going on in Hollywood. And I think we have to say enough is enough. This is Michael Ryan. And thank you for tuning in to Patriot Talk. And hopefully, we'll see you next time.